You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome, this is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, interviewing Rod Meldrum. Rod is the president of the Firm Foundation. He is a researcher, author, and national lecturer. His highly referenced and comprehensive research as shared in live presentations and educational materials has won the respect and support of many scholars. He has served as senior scientific researcher for seven years on a natural sciences textbook and was the president and CEO of High Country Gourmet Incorporated. He's also been the director of business development for Interact Medical. Rod and his wife, Tanya, are the parents of four children. He began his study of issues surrounding the controversy over DNA and the Book of Mormon in 2003, which led to questioning the origins of proposed geographical settings of the Book of Mormon. In addition, he completed intensive study of the Book of Mormon itself and the historical background and documents associated with it. Rod is the producer of the documentaries, DNA Evidence for Book of Mormon Geography and Book of Mormon Evidence and co-author of the book, Prophecies and Promises, The Book of Mormon and the United States of America. He is also the author of the book, Rediscovering the Book of Mormon Remnant Through DNA. He has given presentations across the United States to many thousands of truth seekers. And we are so happy to have Rod here with us on part three of bookofmormonevidence.com.org, excuse me, and the big, beautiful conference that he will be having online September 25th to 26th. Rod, will you go ahead and share with us just a little bit about the conference that's coming up in September? You bet, Karen. Thank you for for inviting me to come and, and be on the podcast here. This has been uh, been, been been exciting. I'm excited about uh, this this uh, sharing some information here. So this conference basically come up on the September the 25th and 26th. It's a uh, it's uh, we have a, a, a semi annual conference that we do. It's been uh, this will be the 26th consecutive uh, international Book of Mormon Evidence Conference. And uh, so we have we have a lot of speakers. We have about eighty different speakers, including uh, for this time we have our, one of our keynote speaker, a guy I'm really excited about telling you about, and that is uh, Glenn Beck. Awesome. Is uh, going to be uh, our keynote uh, speaker this time. We have um, David uh, Barton from uh, Wall Builders and uh, Tim Ballard from Operation Underground Railroad are all uh, going to be part of this, as well as uh, our regular speakers like Wayne May and, and uh, Jonathan Neville and Ryan Nelson and, uh, and so many more. And Rod Meldrum. And May. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm involved in that, too. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so and we have uh, a whole uh, just a, a, a fabulous group of, uh, of new speakers that have never spoken at our conference before. Uh, but anyway, so if anybody would like to, those of you who would love to be a part of it, I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't be if you were listening to this podcast. And uh, it's uh, just go to bookofmormonevidence.org. Again, that's bookofmormonevidence.org. And uh, and just click on the, uh, the the upcoming conference. We also have uh, our, our own uh, podcast that we do with the Come Follow Me program of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is really an awesome supplemental material that we do there. Um, again, we have lots of different uh, 
uh, guests guests that come on and uh, on our podcast there. But Karen, I'm excited about this. So, uh, mm, so what are we going to talk excited. about today? I'm excited, and I just want everybody <laughs> to know that this conference for thirty dollars that is just nothing to be able to have all these 80 speakers. Is there a certain time limit that you have to listen to the speakers? Can you access them for a little while? Yeah, well, we have we have a couple different uh, packages. Basically, uh, this is our, this is will go up on our streaming site. So it's basically kind of like a Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people who are um, members of that already subscribers. Of I that, am. Then uh, then you'll basically then the, the cost of the conference is just $30. But you do have to be a subscriber, but we do have a, a way that you can, if you're not currently a subscriber, you can go on. I think it's for $45. It'll give you three months access to the conference and, the, and to, the, uh, to the streaming site for three months. And then that inc- will include, you know, the conference when, after it gets started or whatever. Um, yeah, do you so have a membership that goes like lifetime? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the well, one that I want. But, but, so but let's we're, talk but we're gonna, about that. But we're going to be, we have a, a yearly one and it's only, it ends up being like $7 and 97 cents a month. So oh. I mean, it's, you know, the price of a, of a, of a basically a, a nice burger, basically, <laughs> uh, you have access. It's a great month. date night. Oh my gosh. My it's husband so and I much. love you. Oh my gosh. There's so much information there. It's awesome. Yeah. Today. And right now, our program with Rod is Why Should Americans Love America? And I love this thought. I love this sentence. I love that we get to uplift, encourage people onto the victory, to patriotism, to love of this country, to keeping our personal responsibility for our own personal stewardship, to do everything we can to uphold this great nation the way our ancestors, our forefathers did. I just found out, Rod, that my, how many great, I think it's five or six, John Robinson, who taught the pilgrims in the quiet scenes behind and then sent them on their way on the Mayflower after the Speedwell sunk. And so he never did get to come to America, but he was the pastor that taught the Puritans all about this beautiful allegiance to God and to create a country. So he's a direct great grandfather. I'm so excited. His, his enthusiasm is coursing through my veins today as I ask (laughs) Rod to address this. You know, Rod, the recent protests, the riots, and even takeovers, takeovers of American cities by all these young people primarily demonstrate a deep and profound hatred of America and what it represents to them. And this breaks the hearts of the mothers and the fathers, I'm sure. So why don't the younger Americans seem to love our country like its older citizens? I think the simplest answer is because they've never been taught the history of America from a perspective of um, a positive perspective. Um, Most of of the uh, the, education systems were taken over by progressives, basically, who wanted to change our history because they don't like um, the things that America has has represented and stood for. Um, there are those who would like to basically have more control over people. There, there are those who don't like when people are able to control themselves and have the freedom to to determine their own destinies and be able to to uh, to work toward those destinies. There are those who basically want to live off of the efforts and and uh, and work of others. And uh, for those, and we, we talked about this a couple of uh, shows ago, you know, about, about uh, the best way to enslave people 
is to give them free stuff first to get them hooked, to get them addicted, to think that they're, that this is going to go on forever, but uh, free stuff never goes on forever. And eventually you have to pay the piper. And And you uh, have an angry people that are so frustrated that they don't get that free stuff that it ran out. Yeah. And so, uh, so we we have a a, a generation of of, uh, of individuals basically in our country who've never really had to sacrifice much. I mean, how many have ever gone without a, a you know a, a a a meal? You know, how many of them gone without a car? How many of them have gone without a phone? You know, so interesting to see how how America has has changed the entire world. Was a, a couple of years ago, it was over in uh, Egypt. And uh, there was a guy who was driving a donkey cart, just a just this poor, starving donkey. You could see every rib in his body, and uh, so for pulling this little cart, and uh, and, yeah, and and going along the side of a, of a highway with other cars whizzing past and so forth, right? Um, but this guy, then all of a sudden, he receives a cell phone call, and pulls out out of his pocket a cell phone and starts talking on the phone. <laughs> so so bizarre <laughs> that that. So many people throughout the world have the capability and the, the, the advantage and blessing of the things that a cell phone can do for you. That, uh, that, but that here you have somebody who's, you know, like basically living like a third world, you know, country and, uh, and yet has the, uh, the benefits of the technologies that were developed here in America. It's interesting that so many young people feel entitled. Yeah. You know, that word entitlement. It is frightening to see what's happening in the name of enabling and entitlement. And so we have a younger generation that hasn't gone through they've had, wars. They've not had the sacrifice. You know, they haven't all, seen all, the all, horrific. All the generations have gone through the, their depression, have gone through world wars, have seen other wars and so forth where America's high, hands were tied. And so we couldn't actually just overwhelmingly... Uh, defeat the enemies and so forth because of uh, political correctness and things like that. Uh, but when America is unleashed to be able to uh, to to fulfill its destiny, it's just absolutely astounding. I mean, you look at the economy that we had right before COVID happened. It's the, amazing no, how much he got done. Oh my goodness! With so many people, yeah, against. Yeah. Well, I just feel so thankful to be here. So grateful to be listening to you, learning from you, learning at your feet, literally, and sharing you with all of these people that are listening as well. What do you think younger people need to know about America? We will have to begin that addressing. And then after the break, we will come back and address it even further. But what do you think young people need to know about America in order to truly value and appreciate? How about the truth? Thank you. How about uh, we, we, we uh, get rid of these educators who basically are, are nothing but trying to destroy the, the history of America, to try to undermine the, uh, the, the, the founders of this nation and, and, and to call them womanizers and, uh, and, and drunks and so forth. Um, and let's, let's go deeper into that right after this break, right. because this is an important subject. And thank you, Rod. We're interviewing Rod Meldrum here on Joy Coaching America. Thank you.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America with Karen Lynn Grant, interviewing Rod Meldrum. Again, I want to put out his website address, which is www.bookofmormonevidence.org. Rod has uh, the 20, is it the 26th or 27th annual conference? The 26th uh, semi-annual. Okay, twice a year. And I've been privileged to go to these big conferences that Rod holds. And this time it's going to be online on September 25th through 26th. And I'm going to have Rod just, again, nutshell it for us so we know what we're getting when we subscribe to that wonderful conference. (laughs) Okay, well, well, basically this started, like I said, about 12, 13 years ago, actually. Um, And and this has grown and grown and grown. Um, the last live conference that we had was in April of last year in 2019, the, the last big one. Uh, we call that the, the Firm Foundation Expo. And that one had um, 90 speakers and 165 classes over the three days. Uh, it had about 7,500 attendees over the three days, and it was just an awesome event. So um, it's just exciting to be able to be a part of that. Uh, of course, then with COVID this uh, this April, we had to basically uh, do do it uh, virtually this time. And it actually turned out to be pretty good because we had, uh, in the past, we've had six speakers speaking simultaneously. So you had to decide which one of the speakers you wanted to see because you weren't going to see the other five. And uh, so this way, all of them get recorded and you can basically go back and you can see any or all of the speakers. And you have three months to do it, right? Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, basically we have a subscription service so you can have, you can get a month to month deal. We can just for like nine ninety seven a month, you can just access it for as long as you want. You can, you can stop anytime. Or we have a year long thing, which basically is a, uh, you know, about seven ninety seven a month. If you, if you do a, a year, uh, subscription and then we have the conferences themselves, which are typically about $30 if you're a subscriber. Or if you're not a subscriber, you just want to just uh, access, be able to access the conference or for a period of time. We have a, uh, a a three month deal where basically for an extra for fifteen bucks you can access that for the, the conference for fifteen dollars plus the conference fee of thirty. So okay. that's how it works. But yeah, it's pretty it's, it's it's awesome. And then plus you'll be able to access the entire um, streaming site, so you can see all these amazing talks by over one hundred and fifty people, experts and professionals in lots of different fields. And some of those fields are, are interesting things that people like, like for example. Signs of the Times, current events, you know, uh, Book of Mormon research, uh, if you're into that. Um, we have uh, self-reliance and health. We have uh, constitutional studies as, as well. So many wonderful it's subjects. It's just great stuff, yeah. When uh, somebody wants to purchase a DVD, one of your mm-hmm. DVDs, because how many DVDs do you have um, that are yours? About, my personal one's probably about eight, but, but several of those are actual sets of five or six DVDs. Right. Um, and, and, but DVDs are kind of like becoming like the, the, uh, the, the, uh, eight track tape and the cassette tape, uh, yeah, <laughs> cassette tape thing. People are not doing this, the DVDs as much can because they, almost everything's going to stream. information now. from you, all of the information that was on the DVDs? Is it um, on one of those sites? Right now, right now we still are just, okay. so know, they need to buy the DVD. Yeah. So <laughs> we, do have, we do have DVDs for sale. It basically is what helps to actually support the whole, uh, this whole research project and all these different wonderful things. I mean, it's just, 
most conferences like this would be several hundred dollars to attend. Oh, $30. Uh, $30. I mean, we're just trying to keep this as, as low as we possibly can to allow as many people as possible to access this information. It's just phenomenal. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, for, thank you. Let me uh, tell about that a little bit. Well, I think that's important because after you hear Rod Meldrum speak today, and we've had part one and part two, we're in the middle of part three right now. And the subject is why should Americans love America? But after you hear him speak, I mean, I've had tears come to my eyes and I have felt that fervor being transmitted. And I hope that you can too through Rod Meldrum. And today we're going to talk right now about what do you think the younger folks need to know about America in order to truly appreciate what they've been given? <laughs> well, we, we, we first uh, talked about this and said, well, they need to know the truth, number one. Uh, we need to have a real history. Um, revisionist history um, is very dangerous uh, because when you revise the history and you do it from a different perspective, uh, it's kind of like if you were doing the history of Germany and you basically tried to make out Hitler as being the hero of the story. Um, you know, it's it, it's not a, it's not the real history. It's not what really happened. Um, people try to deny history. You know, try to deny the Holocaust ever happened. For example, um, it's just a uh, it's 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 when you have overwhelming evidence for that. And the best histories actually come from the people who actually lived it, not the not the historians who later on tried to twist it and turn it or, or to, um, or that they look at it through the lenses that they have in their lives and their perspective. I think that's one of the big problems that we have in the, with the, uh, the younger generation of today is they apply things that, uh, that, that are norms of today to things that were happening 200 years ago and they're, and they're just not the same. I mean, one example is, is that uh, I think if most people uh, realize that, uh, that for example, um, girls a lot of times back in the 1800s and 1700s uh they often were married by the time they were 14 15 16 years old and already having children by the time they're 16 17 and 18. i have uh, if i go back in my ancestry there's a couple of them you know <laughs> like, yeah. wow she was really young you know but that was because people didn't live that long so they kind of uh didn't mess around as long you know as far as to, before they got going on their families and that kind of thing um, of course, that would be, you know, unthinkable today to, you know, to have, uh, you, know, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old girls basically being married, you know, I mean, that would be now it's 24, 25, you know, mm -hmm. back in the days that time, you'd be considered to be what they would call an old maid, basically, right. you know, mm -hmm. if you got to be 18, 19 years old, you're kind of an old maid, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, so projecting the norms of today onto past people and civilizations is, uh, is, is, is counterproductive at the at the best, and it's actually really detrimental, at the least. Absolutely, I agree, and I think that another thing that young people need to know is I was talking to you on one of the breaks about my dad, mm -hmm. and how living in Japan, he was in the Navy, and he took me to the servicemen's branch when he was in the clergy over there as a commander, and and I was able to see those wounded servicemen. I was able to see those young men with amputated arms and hear their spirit of patriotism, their love of God, bearing testimony that God had saved their lives. And I think if, if people, the youth of today could hear the stories of yesterday and the years in the past, that that could catalyst some emotion and some 
feeling for the sacrifices that people have made. I know it did for me. It's where I got my testimony of God was listening to 19 year old boys that had young men that had, that had lost limbs and had been burned by hand grenades. As I sat in a little, in a little chair in a little chapel, listening to them. And I think that we just don't hear the stories enough. We need to hear and pass down more stories. So that's Uh, my heart. I I, I totally agree. I think that, that, uh, if you if you don't learn from history, then you're destined to repeat it. And, uh, and and some of the best history comes from the people who have lived before you that are still alive and can actually tell you, because things that are written down it loses a lot of translation. You know, you don't you just can't feel the passion of the individual when you read their their words. I mean, they have to, they have to work at it to be able to get the the right kind of wording and so forth. But still, you lose so much of the communication. Um, so, you know, so I, I just hope that the, uh, that the young folks don't look at these older, older, uh, people who've served, you know, on, in the military and so forth and look at them as just a bunch of old white guys who don't understand the real situation that's going on in America. You know, today, no, they do. Uh, they totally do. They do. And I today called the veterans home that's mm-hmm. in Payson because I COVID has stopped me from doing my grief coaching work, but I want to go to the veterans home in Payson. I want to go and nurture these people that have gone through these things that are now living without family members being able to visit them. And I think that as we serve, as we minister, as we take care of the elderly, as we appreciate those people that have served this country, that we can gain a love. I know my daughter, she is a occupational therapist and she takes care of veterans and she is just loving them. She said, mom, they are the neatest people. They are such amazing men and women in their eighties and nineties with stories to tell. And I think the stories would help. Well, the other thing is that instead of being so narcissistic that, uh, that many people, all, all they can think about is what's happening to them personally, um, need to step out of themselves and realize that they need to be able to help bless the lives of other people to, to look at what they're doing. You know, when you when you look at things like the, the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, um, you know, what is it that they complain about? They're, just, they're basically saying, hey, you know what, we are being discriminated against and so forth. And, they, and uh, well, we can probably get to this on the next section. And we will. The, the, uh, the we will. We <laughs> will. This is Karen Grant and Rod Melger with Joy Coaching America. Thank you. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time. Welcome to Joy Coaching America with Carolyn Grant, interviewing today our special guest, Rod Meldrum. Rod, this has been so enlightening for me. I have loved it. And I hope that those of you who have not been able to catch this whole program can go to Loving Liberty, click on podcasts, and you'll be able to capture this and the other parts, part two and part one. This is being part three. And go back and listen to all of these 
podcast where Rod is teaching us and sharing his passion, enthusiasm, and fervor with us. We want to ask this question, what would the world be like, Rod, in your mind and an opinion if America had never existed? And what do you think it might look like if America fails? And if its ideals were embraced throughout the world, what would that look like worldwide? Well, that, 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 that's a tall order. That's a big question. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is basically, uh, what would the world be like if America never existed? Well, some of the things that were invented here in America, um, that, uh, that who knows if they would have been invented in other places, and maybe maybe they would have, but, uh, but people hadn't invented them for 4,000 years, so maybe they wouldn't. But things like electricity is probably one of the biggest things that have been the biggest game changer for uh, human beings around the world. The, uh, the discovery and harnessing of electricity um, is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the world. Uh, discovery of the filament, the light bulb. I mean, how has that changed our, our lives? Uh, if every time the sun went down, we basically had to basically go in and light candles, um, what would that be like? I mean, what would our cities be like without, without electricity and light bulbs? Um, things like cell phones, which were, which were here, and, and television, communications, satellites. Um, a lot of those kind of things would never have happened if it wasn't for the NASA program and putting a man on the moon. And, and so forth. those were technologies that were developed in that time frame. Uh, by incredibly brilliant individuals who are who are given the, the the liberty to basically go out and explore um, different ideas that were never thought of before. You know, what would the world be like if America never existed? Well, we might be speaking German right now, or we might be speaking Japanese. Um, we might be uh, in a situation where um, where most human beings basically um, are. Are, are severely oppressed, and uh, and and, the, and and democracies around the world would maybe not even exist. There wouldn't have been a shining light on a hill, basically, to to be able to point to and say, "Look, this is a way that the people can have power," and and, and not just the uh, those who are born into um, into kingships and uh, princehoods and so forth. Um, what would America be or what would the world be like without America? It would be a very much darker place. Absolutely. It would be a place where uh, people, you know, I mean, where, where would the, uh, the airlines be? How would people travel How or communicate and so forth without those technologies that were, were originated here in America? Um, I think of where would we be without the freedom of religion? Yes. Where would we be without that? And that is probably the most prominent thing that I can think of yeah. that, that I appreciate because of what my ancestors went through to preserve mm -hmm. that for me so that I could enjoy a relationship with God that is not hindered by the state yeah. or the government. Yeah. Um, I, I also think about slavery. Where would the world be without America to lead the way, the first nation ever to abolish the owning of other human beings by other by, by other human beings. Um, you know, I mean, slavery would still be rampant throughout the world. I would I would guess if uh, if literally hundreds of thousands of of uh, white people gave their lives to force the southern states basically into submission to to abolish slavery once and for all. 
I mean, how many other races have actually given their lives to save other, you know, some other race? That's right. You know, that's a pretty big deal, you know, um, and, uh, and it's not something that we hardly ever talk about, but, uh, but I, don't, I don't see a lot of other races basically putting their race at risk and, and, and their lives at risk to, to, to save another, another race, somebody that's not of their culture and their race. So that's a pretty big deal. So there's things that we need to be proud of, and we should be proud of those. We should celebrate the wins of every race and not just those of a particular race. Absolutely. We're, in the, we're, we're, we're all in one race together. And that's called the human race. <laughs> okay. So, Perfect. so, uh, so the bottom line is, so what, what, what would it look like if America fails? I think if America fails, mm-hmm. we're going to end up with a one world order run by, um, by people who are completely disconnected from the rest of us who don't really care about um, our, our needs and who, and who don't allow us to, uh, to exercise our freedoms and our God-given abilities to be able to make our lives better. You know, in the past, basically, most of this, most of the, uh, the, the, the serfs, if you will, and the peasants, um, they never escaped that, that crushing poverty. They never had the things that the, that the, that the rich and the, uh, and the elites had. Um, America is different in that sense because uh, because America has the largest middle class that's ever been uh, known to have existed in a particular nation. If America fails, we're going to have a one world order that uh, without a constitutional government, without checks and balances, there will be those who have and those who have not, which has always happened whenever you instigate socialism and communism and those practices. The, the ideas of Marx and Stalin and Lenin and, uh, and the other uh, communist regimes that, that have always brought suffering and pain. And although they, they, they will a lot of times uh, lie to people and deceive people into believing that they are diverse, they are some of the least diverse nations. They're the nations that kill the, the, the gays and the lesbians and so forth. They're, they're the ones that basically, um, if you disagree with their ideologies, then it's not just a matter of you can't, you can't speak your mind. They will put you to death. This is how it always happens. This is what happened to millions of Jews all around the world as the, 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 uh, the crazy dictator Hitler came into power through his communist regimes. It is hard to imagine how anybody in America with any kind of an education, uh, or at least I should say a proper education, would ever want to insist and, 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 and actually attempt to reinstall socialism, which is basically just communism under a different name. Basically, the only difference between communism and socialism is how it's implemented. Socialism is slowly worked over through the social things. Communism is basically thrust wow. upon you. And that's one of the differences wow. between the two. But, the, but their ideologies are the same. That's a great description for us all to think about. How, how are these changes happening mm-hmm. in today? Yeah, people think, well, it's, uh, uh, well, we want just equality for everybody. Um, the great lie of socialism and so forth is that... that, that, that well, there is there is some amount of that. Basically, under communist and socialist regimes, you have the elites who live like kings, and then you have everyone else. And everybody else is equally poor and equally miserable. So if you want equality in the socialism kind of aspect of things, that's how you do it. Everybody's equally miserable. Wow. And uh, But that's not how capitalism is. Now, just, I want to just say, though, um, a lot of people think that capitalism is the answer to everything. Um, capitalism only works when the people who are involved with it are honorable 
when the people who are involved with it are concerned about more than just themselves. If you look about the, the original, you know, back in the 1800s and 1900s, more millionaires were created in the United States of America than any other nation by far and away. Uh, the richness in America was all over, but these people gave back. You look at the Carnegies, for example, they would, they would give back. They, they created, they put um, libraries and museums and so forth. They, they took their money and they used it to better the cause of America. But when capitalists become completely, utterly about the, the dollar, when they forget about their fellow citizens and their fellow man and just use that money to basically put down other people, that's when you have capitalism, at, at, which is runaway capitalism, basically. Um, and that, that produces just as much. In fact, it can be even worse because the power that America has, if America fails, its powers would could be used for bad instead of good instead of basically bringing other nations to ability to have more freedoms, um, this, these powers could be actually used to tear down the, the, the last remaining you know, democracies in the world. Because no one can be, can, can right now can stand against the, the military of the United States of America. So, uh, so we have the opportunity to use these great powers for good in this world or for evil. And if we choose evil, the world will suffer like we've never seen before oh. in the history of humankind. So uh, how could these ideals look if we embraced it throughout the world? It'd be awesome. It'd be fantastic. In a nutshell, It'll it would be, be awesome. And yes. It will raise the vibration to love, joy, and peace, freedom, democracy for everyone, not just the United States of America, but for everyone. We thank you. It's personal responsibility. Absolutely. No free lunch. <laughs> and we're, we'll be back right after this break. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Karen. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America with Carolyn Grant, interviewing Rod Meldrum, and we're so excited to continue with this wonderful, oh, just absolutely informative experience here today with Rod, who has is a researcher, he is an author, he is a presenter, and he's got a great conference coming up, a 26th conference called the Book of Mormon Evidences Conference mm -hmm. online on September 25th through the 26th. Rod, give us a little bit of info about that. Well, just to reiterate, uh, we have uh, some amazing speakers coming up. We have 80 speakers, but our keynote speaker this year for the first time ever is Glenn Beck. And uh, if you don't know who Glenn Beck is, he is uh, one of the renowned uh, conservative uh, radio uh, hosts. Um, he does some amazing documentaries and so forth. He's, I tell you what, uh, I've had an opportunity to meet with him several times, and uh, he is the real deal. Uh, love Glenn Beck. He's, a, he's an amazing guy. Um, and uh, so we have excited to have him. We have David Barton, Barton from the Wall Builders, and uh, he's a constitutional expert. He's going to be speaking as well as uh, uh, so many others, like, like Tim Ballard with Operation Underground Railroad, is, uh, the saving all these uh, kids from child uh, trafficking and so forth. Um, and uh, so 
uh, we have uh, information about the Book of Mormon, things about uh, the the signs of the times and current events. We have all uh, your DNA. Are you going to be yeah, talking about DNA, DNA stuff you know, with that? And then we have uh, you know, science and religion. We have um, um, just uh, you know, a plethora of different uh, topics that we that our, our speakers talk about. These are experts in all their different fields, and it's uh, we, we we search start far and wide to find these experts and to bring them in to uh, to be able to do this. So. Uh, you can join us basically on uh, September the 25th and 26th on, online on virtual. Um, all you got to do is just go to bookofmormonevidence.org. And that's, again, that's bookofmormonevidence.org. And uh, just sign up for the uh, for the conference. It's $30 if you're a already a subscriber of our streaming um, service, or, which is kind of like a Netflix, basically, mm -hmm. with all this information. Um, with over 500 presentations, by the way just i mean you, you, it's it's amazing you, you can't you can't believe the depth and the breadth of the of the information is there and while you're doing quarantine great friday night date night information <laughs> right you can just get a bowl of popcorn and yeah, sit down and listen that's right that's right and you don't have to uh, sit in the hard seats or whatever you can sit in your comfy <laughs> seats and uh, just watch or whatever if you have ways of of, of, of uh, casting it onto your tv then you can watch it on your tvs too so anyway i'm, I'm excited about it we're gonna have some great uh, people we have um you know, Wayne May and, and so many others that have been involved with us for a long time. We have a whole bunch of uh, plethora of new speakers as well. That is going to be exciting. And I've been to those. I've followed you around Utah Valley, Sandy and Layton <laughs> and every place. And I have loved it. And I am excited that we get to share you today and Thank you. that we get to ask you, how can we help our younger generation appreciate the heritage that they have been given on a silver platter? and through being an American. Yeah. You know, Karen, I think that's probably one of the really important questions that we have. And I think what we're seeing as far as these, the, the rioting, the looting and the protesting and so forth that's going on in America is to a large extent, a, a reflection of the education system that we've um, had or we've allowed to become uh, here in America. You know, basically, um, I remember growing up as a kid uh, that uh, we had, uh, uh, when we had history classes, for example, we had U.S. history classes, which talked about the founding fathers and, and the, the miracles that were involved in this nation and how uh, this nation was involved in, in, in these different world wars and played uh, integral and, and in fact, critical parts in these in the ending of these wars. Um the the, uh, the the fact that America is one of the only nations in the world that ever has has completely and utterly defeated an enemy and then given them their land back and then also paid to have reparations made. When did that ever happen in history before? This is totally unique to America. And it's because this is a, a nation that was under God. It's a nation that has a covenant and to be able to, to bless the nations of the earth. Um, We're the greatest exporter of freedom to the world. We've, uh, we've, we've brought up the minimum standard of living for almost every human being on this planet because of the uh, in, the introduction and, uh, and the discovery of things like uh, electricity and, and being able to utilize that and things like uh, even like I mean cell phones and so many tech technologies that we enjoy today and not just us, but also making the technology so cheap that even people in third world countries can even use it. If you think about uh, usually it's only the rich that could afford technologies like cell phones, for example, but now it's, it's ubiquitous because we make them by the bazillions 
uh, so and, and so cheap that they can actually that even third world country people can actually enjoy those benefits. If if only the rich were able to do this, um, then the, the the poor would would not have it. But America is, uh, you know, people need to know the heritage that they've been. I believe given. you, and I want to share with this listening audience that. In high school, my favorite class was U.S. history. Mm-hmm. I loved reading about these men, and I loved, you know, I, I, the dates. You know, we had to memorize the dates for the test. What day would, did this happen, and what day did this happen? <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part were the little bits of snippets of stories in between, and I loved those. And I used to think, boy, I wish you could just press a button and walk into somebody's in in history's life, and then spend a day with them and learn about mm-hmm. them. And my father, I was sharing this with you, he was the purchasing agent. After he uh, retired from the U.S. Navy, he became the, he was the supply officer in the U.S. Navy. But then he went on to Huntington Beach School District and uh, La Crescenta School District and all these school districts and purchased textbooks. And he would have to read the textbooks before he purchased them for schools. And I remember him coming home from work and saying, they're changing history. They're rewriting history. They're taking the the stories out. They're changing things. And so even up until he was 83, when he passed away in 2013, I visited him in April when he had a, an invitation to speak. He had many speaking engagements. He was with Act for America. Uh-huh. And he uh, couldn't go that day because his lungs were filling up with fluid. And he said, I just feel so bad that I can't go and keep that speaking engagement the only time he ever missed all the way through his 80 years he was speaking out for america for the educational system and for history u.s history to not be rewritten so i just i just think about how i loved history and i loved my history teacher that made it come alive and i think the stories the preservation of the stories is so important for the youth i think so many of the youth have really no idea of the miraculous stories involved in the in the uh, coming forth of this nation. I mean, how many of you have ever heard of the King George's War, where uh, basically the French sent the, almost the entire French Navy to come over and burn down the colonies? Um, oh. And, uh, and, they, and over 100 ships were sent. And the colonists had no cannon. They had no way to defend themselves. They had no ships of their own. So they were basically sitting ducks. And so you know what they did? They called for a national day of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. And all the people of the colonies were to show up at their respective churches. Didn't matter which one it was, but they were supposed to show up at their respective churches and offer up their um, their 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 uh, desires for protection from God. And uh, there was a, there was a particular story that's just absolutely just beautiful. Basically, it was um, a Reverend White uh, in the in the Old South Church in Philadelphia. And he got up, and basically they 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 got wind that this that this armada of over a hundred ships was coming, and they were basically sitting ducks. Mm. And uh, so they so they said um, he got up in front of this congregation. He said, you know, he said, you know, he he offered up a prayer basically, and he said, you know, something to the effect of let the let the the uh, you know as for dear God, let the blast from thy nostril blow our enemies hence and, and drive them forth and make. And, and uh, sink their proud frigates beneath the 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 uh, roar of thy waves and so forth like that. 
And uh, just as he said that, he made, he made this prayer, basically, um, that all of a sudden a, a, a gust of wind hit the Old South Church so hard it actually rang the bell up in the belfry. And the congregation and the and, and Reverend White took that as a sign that God had heard their prayers. And, uh, and, they, and so he raised his hands high above his head and basically said, we hear thee, we hear thy voice, O God. We hear thy, thy bell rings for the death of our enemies. And then he says, but thine be the glory, God, forever. Amen and amen. What they didn't know is right at that same time in the, in the uh, Atlantic Ocean, as these uh, hundred ships were making their way to America, a storm, a storm squall came up that was so, so uh, devastating that over half of those ships were sunk. Uh, they gathered up a few of the men that they could get. They turned the ships back around, uh, badly beaten, and their 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 uh, their ships were just a, a disarray, and their and their masts and so forth. Some of their masts were snapped right off, and their sails were, were broken and so forth. And they turned the ships around and headed back to France. It was so bad that the admiral of the entire wow. operation committed suicide on the way back because he didn't want to have to face the king of France and explain to him how he just lost half of the entire French Navy and they never even fired a shot. But that kind of stuff has been erased from our history because of uh, progressive ideas that they don't want to have anything to do with God and that America might have some some uh, some some uh, connection with God. That's incredible. That is an amazing story. And it's one that I'd never heard. And I think about grandparents that are listening. I think about parents that are listening. I think about veterans that are listening to this program today. And I want to urge you to write your stories, to write your histories, to teach your grandchildren, to teach your children, to share the things that you went through the things that you you know, maybe you might be the only one that knows that story. You might be the only one that knows that story, that you can pass that down to grandchildren and to great-grandchildren. It's so important that these youth honor their elders and the wisdom of history and the experiences that they've gone through. And that's how I think they can learn how to appreciate their heritage and the things that they've been given on a silver platter. Um, that there are so many good men and women have uh, given their blood for, and it's been, uh, it's been an amazing, you know, situation to see how blessed they are when they count their blessings instead of uh, you know, looking for possible ways of, of tearing it down. It's going to change. Absolutely, this is Joy Coaching America with Karen Lynn Grant and Rod Meldrum, who has done a beautiful job in teaching, uplifting, inspiring, and motivating us on to the victory. Thank you, and Thank we you will care. see you next week.